You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Yeah, Valley Girl, which I must have done thousands of times really? in high school. Oh, oh my God, that was a huge thing when I was growing up. Oh gosh, the Valley. I mean, I didn't even know what a Valley Girl was until you did that. Okay. <laughs> um, the Conehead. Like, how did the Conehead sketch start? The, the Coneheads. Um, before we went on the air, Lauren right. thought it'd be a good idea if we did improv at his loft. Mm-hmm. And, which was a good idea for right. us to get to know one another. And uh, Danny and Jane and I got a suggestion of an alien family. Mm-hmm. And we just assumed the roles of, of them as the dad and me as the teenage kid, and I created the voice. <laughs> but it wasn't until Danny, uh, I think he was watching This Island Earth. Right. Uh, it all came together for him and Tom Davis. Wow. I mean, that's iconic. And you're in the, it's in the... Uh Center, I, your hat, your uh, No, that's from the movie. You know, it's oh, so funny fuck. to me. I was like looking at that going, did the, they take that and then put plaster over? I mean, I yeah. I don't know, but yeah. I mean, it's so funny to me that the young actress that they got who looked like me in, right here, that was it. Right. People think I was in that movie more than I actually was. Um, so don't mention it, Judy. Okay, fuck that movie. <laughs> That movie sucked. It was only good on SNL. It was they really, sucked. it was so good. What was, were there a lot, there were a lot of drugs going on. Is that correct? There was some, you know, Gilda didn't do drugs. Jane didn't do drugs. Um, I came there with a drug habit. Right. You know, so uh, it became more available to me. Right. It's always funny to me when they say, yeah, they got into drugs because they couldn't stand the success. It's such bullshit. Right, right. You know, if you're going to be an addict, you're going to be a, an addict. If you have more money and availability, it's right. going to get worse. So did anyone ever say anything to you? Like, uh, No. Wow. But it was also part of the culture. And right. as long of as course. I, and I never worked high. Right. So, uh, but it did affect my overall uh, spirit. Yeah. You know. Of course. Um, your favorite character that you... You know, I, I've rarely repeated characters. That was my great big idea, even mm-hmm. though Lorne implored me right. to do that because he felt like, you know, obviously it would make you more memorable. Like Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana for exactly. Gilda, yeah. And But I just had, I knew better, you know. I wasn't going to be a hack. Right. It was such a wrong-headed notion. <laughs> right. So as a result, you know, it's still to this day, were you in all four seasons? You know, our five yeah. seasons? Yes, yeah. I was. Yeah. You know, Um but I created this character of Lena Wertmuller. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, which was so random and right. out there and obscure. And I don't think anybody really knew who she was. But I just, she just tickled me. Right. You know. Can I talk to her right now? Let Nina? me see if I can remember how she sounded. <laughs> it was really a bad French-Canadian accent because she was Swiss. 
<laughs> so I don't know why I did that. Uh so you do the first show, you do like you do the first 13. When do you know that it's getting picked up? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Next. I'm then, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. When do you realize this is the zeitgeist? This is one day Gilda and I were walking on uh, 6th Avenue and we had done the sleepover sketch with Madeline Kahn. Oh. Oh, loved her. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she's one of my biggest influences. Yeah. Eve Arden, Madeline Kahn, and Richard Pryor. Ah, oh, Eve Arden loved. Those are the people. Yeah. But um, somebody yelled across the street at us, that's disgusting, you know, which was a line from the sketch. Right. And that's when we knew that people were watching. That's amazing. That's when I knew. So um, I read that you also realized that you were – a celebrity because John and Yoko stopped you on the street. No, I was walking through. I, I, I can fuck you. No, no, no. All right. I, I came from a photo session All with right. Francesca Scavula. Ah. And uh, yeah. I was going to read through. The, the host was Jill Clayberg. Mm-hmm. I'm in the lobby of 30 Rock walking to the elevators. And in the peripheral vision, I see these two figures. They come into focus, and it's John and Yoko. Wow. And as they pass in front of me, John goes, Hi, Lorraine. <laughs> Not high, high, right. high Lorraine. And, you know, I was like Lou Costello. It was like, right. John Hemis. <laughs> <laughs> no saliva in my mouth. Right. I went into the elevator and I felt like screaming, John said hi to me in the hall. Right. But then I thought, that really sounds like a high school thing to say. Right. So I, I didn't, but man. Oh. That must have been yeah. so incredible. Was, All right. Favorite yeah. host. My God, that would mean I have to remember. You know, Madeline Kahn. Yep. Uh, Steve Martin was mm-hmm. always good. He was pretty much a cast member. Yeah. Um, hmm. Whenever Michael Palin hosted, oh, it was yeah. any of the Pythons. They were great. Um, and then the again, you know, Kirk Douglas was fun. Oh yeah. People who were a lot of people don't know that about Kirk Douglas. Yeah. The, <laughs> um, <laughs> He actually got my phone number and called me one day at no my, way. my apartment while I was tripping. Oh, my God. Did you answer the phone? Of course I did. Oh, yeah. This is pre, yeah, yeah. where but, you could screen calls. And yeah. wh- how was that conversation? Uh, you're going to hear no this idea. phrase a lot. I don't remember. <laughs> um, did, you, did you know after the fight? How did they get rid of you? How did they well, get rid of the... I mean, f- we weren't fired. Right. It, it was the kind of thing where, but thank you for phrasing it in that yeah. way. Um, I'm very, you know, <laughs> sorry. No, but it's like, all right, sorry. Lorne was not going to stay after five years. Right. Lorne was leaving. Right. So none of us wanted to do the show if he wasn't there. Right. And I wanted to go home. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> like really New wanted, York. I read I, that often that it, you didn't like It wasn't like for me. Yeah. And, you know, there's an aspect of my dislike for it that is so mundane, but I come from a car culture. Right, right. Where I can just go whenever I want to. And if I wanted to pick up my dry cleaning and do a big right. marketing in one day, I right. could do that. You couldn't do that in New York. And that is the reason I love New York, is because I hate the car. Mm-hmm. And I love that I can either walk, ride a bike, take a subway, take a bus, yeah. take a cab, you know. Yeah, but Judy, you know, there's nothing like driving up PCH with the ocean <laughs> on your left and just blasting, you know, your, your tunes, and yeah. it's just fantastic. <laughs> uh, John Belushi's death. 
Um, Horrible. Yeah, I mean, I must say that uh, I've lost so many people. Yeah. We've all lost, but I mean, I I think specifically people from the show have lost people in an unnatural way. So many that when I, you know, I hear certain people die, Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that I don't cry. Right. But I really feel like I've become numb. Right. To some extent. Um, And yeah, and and I knew John Candy too. Yeah. Uh, I knew a lot of these people. I... I had met Chris Farley. We did um, the Aspen Comedy Festival mm-hmm. once, and um, I went out to dinner with Steve Martin. And he said, "God, what do you think? What are we going to do?" And I said, "Don't worry, Norm Macdonald will talk about ass rape, and uh, <laughs> and Chris Farley will do something." Yeah. And I was right. Uh, but I was at a Super Bowl party at John Lovitz's house one time, mm-hmm. and the caterer had made. <laughs> These uh, hot dog buns that were shaped like footballs. Mm -hmm. And John Lovitz had some kittens. And Chris put a kitten in Uh, the bun. No way. And was like, you know, talking casually and (laughs) pretending like he was going to bite. It was just such a a great visual. Oh, my God. God bless him. Uh, So you leave, you go back to New York. Uh, I mean, back to L.A. I'm sorry. You leave New York, go back to L.A. And is it what happened? I mean, is it a complete adjustment? Um, Here's the thing. Growing up in Beverly Hills, you either see Cary Grant when you go Christmas shopping. Right. Or you see the actor that has been on a series and is no longer on a series. Right. And you see that look. Right. And I knew that I was going to be facing that. Do I have that that look right now? No, you don't, Oh, okay. You don't. Uh. (laughs) Um. I never wanted to have that look, but I did eventually right. get that look to some extent. But I, you know, I had so many friends. Right. And um, so I was always like at the A-list parties. So I, I just, even though I wasn't doing the kind of work I wanted to do, um, I was still among people that made me feel connected to my community. Right. Uh one time, you know, Penny Marshall and Carrie Fisher had their birthdays both in October, so they give a joint party. And this was like the pinnacle of A-list parties. I mean, everybody was there. And I remember seeing Clint Eastwood turn to Bette Midler and say, man, there sure are a lot of stars here. (laughs) (laughs) It's high school. That's amazing. Showbiz is total high school. It's It's like you're popular, you're a burnout, Mm -hmm. you're, you know. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. 
But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. How did you meet your husband? We had mutual friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, but, uh, yeah. Okay. That's how we met. All right. So you may meet your husband. Mm-hmm. Um, you have two daughters. Yes. Yeah. That was great. And I had a manager at the time who was Paul Feig's wife, mm-hmm. Gloria, uh, Lori, Lori uh, Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Great manager. And I said, I want to do animation. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's really going to be something that I can do. Right. So well, she, your voice is so amazing. Oh, yeah. thank you. Well, um, so she got me an animation agent, right. a voiceover agent. And I, I auditioned for two years and didn't get anything. That whole, I'm telling you, that it is such a little click, that voiceover. It is, yeah. but if you see the talent of right. the people that work all the time, yeah. it's dazzling. Yeah. I took a class with Chris Zimmerman and Charlie Adler, and after that, I started booking, and I never stopped. Wow. Yeah, and that was like 30 years ago now. Wow. Um, do you get annoyed? Like... How do you feel like, all right, so I'm, you're someone who had a profound influence on me. You're part of my, my love of comedy and, you know, knowing that I was going to meet you to me. I mean, my girlfriend's here. We were like, (laughs) you know, does that, how does that make you, I mean, does, do you own that? Um, I, cause it must happen all the time. We're people my age. It's very gratifying. It's so funny to me when people say, I hope you don't mind me telling you, but, you know, compliment, compliment, compliment. Like, why why would I mind that? You know, it's so nice of people to do that. Now, you also did Rosalind and Amy Carter, which I remember. Oh, yeah. Um, And, you know, they vilify uh, Chelsea Clinton. Uh, you know, if you ever follow her tweets, you know. Who's and, they? The current show? No, no. I'm saying people in oh, general okay. vilify. They're All constantly right. writing shit about. And I remember Amy Carter's uh, like on about Twitter, my, really? Yeah. On the oh internet? my god! It's, what? Do you ever do what? you follow? Can you believe it that someone says something mean on Twitter? Um, but I, did you ever get any complaints from the Carter administration with Amy? No. Wow. No, I don't think they treated her in a way. I mean, they treated her as a little girl right. that was in the White House. Right. You know? But everyone used to say, ugh, it was horrible, the shit yeah. they used to say. I know. I know. But I don't think we really were mean. Yeah. You know, uh, I think Danny's, you know, 
portrayal of Carter was right. was nice because right. he was a nice guy. What do you think of the current state? Well, first of all, after who are your favorite performers ever? On SNL, after you you're gone, you know. After I'm gone, because yeah. you know Gilda and Jane and right. everybody, right. everybody in in our cast, right? Oh, that unbelievably brilliant cast. Really? Do you think that's ever been? Ma- I don't think that's ever been matched. Well, here's my theory about yeah. it because they've always had brilliant writers and brilliant right. performers. Whatever cast was on when you were an adolescent, right? That's the best cast, right? And I agree. I that's agree. That's true. You know, and um, wow, Jan Hooks. Yep. Uh, oh God! You know, uh, Amy Poehler, yeah. Kristen Wiig. Uh, I love the cast now. Kate McKinnon. Yes. Um, oh, she's um, strong, beyond. Eighty. Eighty. Uh, Bryant. Um, Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Fred mm-hmm. Armisen. Uh, Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I love them all. Right. You know, the, I can't, I can't even name all the people that I am so inspired by, and what Lauren has always been really great at is finding people who are really unique right. and have a perspective that is all their own that the audience comes to, right? you know? Did you um, know Phil Hartman? Oh, very well, yeah. What a tragedy, and I what know. a fucking talent he was. I know, he really was, and he was one of those guys who was absolutely fearless. Right. He was a great improviser, a brilliant improviser. When the Olympics were in L.A., he did this show called Chick Hazard, mm-hmm. and it was like one of those uh, noir, you know, 1940s uh, murder mysteries, but right. it was improvised. Right. And, oh, God, it was just, I can't even begin to tell you how great it was. Uh, you pinned a letter, or wrote, you, you not pinned, uh, you were part of a letter uh, supporting Al Franken. Yes. I want to thank you for that. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I, I, you can clap because. Uh, what the fuck? I mean, I, I'm very disappointed that people like Chuck Schumer and uh, Elizabeth Warren, yeah. did not stand up for him. Chuck he had sorry. asked. Sorry. <laughs> he had to. asked for a, an ethics inquiry. Right. I wish that he had just done that. Right. Why because, wouldn't they? We, because Demo- Democrats are stupid. What the fuck? You know, it's like, it's no the balls. idea of, I'm no gonna, balls. I'm going to take poison hoping others will die. Right. You know, I'm going to set a good example right. so that others will I follow will suit. I will sacrifice myself. Yeah. It's, it's so backfiring dumb. badly. So dumb. And how many pictures are there of comics, you know, Touching each other's boobs or private. He, he or, wasn't yeah. even touching right. her for one and, thing. And tell me she was not awake. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just, no, I, we I don't, don't know. know that. Right. But he's not touching her. It, it's not furtive. Right. He's not doing anything that right. some other person is not taking a photo right. of. Right. So it's not, you know, it's not clandestine. And we just shoot ourselves in the foot. These later women that came forward saying they touched her, he touched their bottom. During photo ops, right. I can't tell you how many times I have touched people's bodies oh, and boobs. Pinched their asses. Well, yeah. I haven't pinched them, oh, but you know, it's like accidentally oh. right. touched their butts or their boobs. Right. I have. Of course. You know, and that's probably what happened to him. Yeah. I know the guy. Right. You know? And he was so good at, at his job. He was absolutely effective, a true Pro believer. women. Look he, at all the policies he I know. Yeah. He wanted to do good. He really did. Good job, Dems. Yeah. Um, your two daughters, are they in show business? I don't think they like it when I talk about them. Okay. Let's just say Do that you they, like being a mom? Do I you, love being a mom. That's the greatest. I love them. They are just 
the they give my life meaning. Right, of course. Um, I'm so lucky to be their mom. Right. They are hilarious. They're very unique. And um, I my older one lives in Brooklyn. Uh, they New York? Brooklyn, New York. Wow. They, I know. She never learned to drive. Right. Third generation California. Wow, never she didn't? Yeah. No. Good for her. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Yeah. And the younger one graduated college last year and lives with me. Oh, do you love that? It's We are having a, so much fun. It's amazing how being a parent, um, especially in this business, because, yeah, you're, you know, you focus on yourself. That's all you do in this business. Me, 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 me. How do I get this? How do I get that? And then you have a child and you go, oh, it's not about me. Yes, anymore. and it becomes a lot more pragmatic. Yeah, the, the your goals of is, working is not so much about. It's about the bank account, exactly. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, do you think the industry has? I, you know, people ask say things to me. You know, I feel like I and I think we kind of discussed this last night at our. Oh, shut up! That's my son. Um, <laughs> it's constant, um, Henry. Um, do you think the industry has treated you well or treated you fair? I mean, I do this because I love it. I, I don't think I've, you know, do you I ever... think I've been treated very fairly. Yeah. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, for considering, you know, to be perfectly honest, I don't think my work on SNL was that good. What? I, I swear to God. No I, way. I, I, you have to believe me, I don't. So, you know, it's... Um, I feel like the industry treated me appropriately in terms of the impression that I made. Right. So, um, but now, I, the only thing about animation is that you're anonymous. Right. And so people don't think I've been working. Right. And that's a little daunting. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, I really, are you learning? Yes. I hate uh, when people say well, shit. Are, are you still working? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. I know. You're it's... an adult, so you don't watch cartoons. Right. But... That's so annoying. I like people but, say shit to performers that they would never say to r regular people. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah, I, like I, I heard your law firm went down. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't like that doesn't happen. We get so much shit. Like, oh, we saw you the other night. I mean, how do you think you did? Shut the what? fuck up. Oh, Have you God. ever had someone go, oh, did you enjoy? Fuck you. Oh God. I had someone, this was memorable, say, oh, are you Lorraine? Yes, I thought it was you, but you weren't ugly enough. What? <laughs> okay. It's unbelievable, yeah. the no boundaries bullshit. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, that's a rare occasion. Right. Mostly people are really kind. Yeah, but they do it to stand-ups, I think, a little more because you're, That's you know, brutal. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, you know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer, and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra, that has a little green tea in it, and so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out, and what does that mean? Summer. 
oh God, please come. I can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor and I love them and they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. What do you think of, you know, we're here at the National Comedy Center, which I have to say, I was blown away. Yeah. I have it. This, because you know. And thank this. you, Jamestown, for supporting it in the yes. way that you have. Because you've completely embraced it, and you and you get it too. As a, it seems to me, as a town personality, you get what this place is all about, right? And that's really significant to me. And it's so interactive. I know, but and, it's state of the art interactive. Right. It's it's amazing. Like you could spend days here and With not my plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I heard that you got emotional walking through. I did. Yeah, I did. It's somebody built us a clubhouse. And uh, I didn't have a chance to, you know, actually operate any of the stuff. But, you know, I feel like uh, I do appreciate the technique of what we do. Right. And the uh, work that goes into what we do. And the fact that this center appreciates that, knows how to demonstrate that in a way that people who like comedy can understand right. and make them that much more sophisticated about the process is just, it was overwhelming to right. me. You know? I found it overwhelming that I walked in, they had notes, you know, people's notes, comics notes. Yeah. And I looked at it and I, I've heard this from a lot of standups. That's exactly what my notebook looks like. Yeah. You know, that just the one word yes. and then the dash and then go to this and then, and it's, uh, the fact that I have thought my entire life, I'm so disorganized, you know, my papers look like, you know, it's just shit. Oh, look at this. These are your notes. It's like, oh, I had a thought. I got to write it down, you know? But that's how our brain works. And I think, oh my God, I'm part of this community that's... Yeah. And I think that yeah. when we get laughs for our material, right? it's, you know, I've said this before, it's, it's like a form of communion with other people. Right. There's something very... Um, beautiful about the fact that 
you recognize that your perspective, you're not alone in it. Right. That the audience recognizes it too. Right. That is very emotional to me. Yeah. And this is on a grand scale that people are really going to have an empathic understanding of what we go through to produce what we produce. Right. Uh, you know, there's a display. The George Carlin display yeah. is breathtaking. Thank yeah. you, Kelly Carlin, for donating all the, those things. And, you know, he, he kept everything. And he had files and all categories of mm -hmm. files. And he would go through them and see how some could connect right. to others. Right. I mean, he was a real wordsmith. Yeah. Um, and he understood the song of... Of his delivery, it's, and yeah, it's very musical. Yes, it's about it timing. Mm -hmm. And if you t do, you play any musical instruments? Uh, I was, I did, but not anymore. Right, but I, a lot. If you talk to a lot of people who do comedy, a lot of them have, you know, as a child or so, yeah. you know, are very musical. Yes. What do you think of the state of comedy today? Now that we are at this point where comics are being held to a higher standard than. Fucking asshole politics, the president of the United States. You know, we are held to this standard. You know, we get vilified for saying things, and yet this. Are you referring to. Uh, orange fuckface. Uh, yeah. Um, well, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. People believe what they want to believe. But I think it's also, I think that comedy's really important now. Absolutely. But I've, I don't know if, but I think that. People don't, I think, I don't know, that they don't have, uh, we don't have an attention span mm -hmm. anymore. So people will knee-jerk react to a word in a joke. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people take the time, what is the intent of this joke? What is the, you know, I'm laughing, but what is this joke saying? Well, you, know? you have to consider the audience. Right. I, I really think that... Uh, well, this is not going to go over well for some conservatives in the right. audience, but do we um, have any? I mean, what conservatives like comedy anyway? Uh, All right, I I saw yeah, a, sorry. Uh, on Wednesday the Camille Bell. Yes, he he started to say something. I think he was talking about Ving Rhames being arrested outside his own house. Yes, and there was a girl in the audience that said, "Don't lecture me." Well, how is that lecturing yeah. anybody? It's a premise. You know, to, so yeah. what that illustrates to me is that she was not listening. Right. And that there was no real, um, what's the word, uh, uh, critical thinking? Right. Yeah. Dumb. She's a dumb, dumb. bitch and a she's racist. Dumb. Okay. Yeah. She's a dumb bitch. I would call her a cunt, actually. I would call um, her, well, you know, I don't fucking say. Fucking white supremacist I don't say the guy's yeah. name, the orange one. I call yeah. him Donald Twunt. Don <laughs> That's Donald my name wants. for the creature. I hate him. I, I, hate I him. really hate him, and I hate what he's doing to this country. Yeah. yeah. I, and, you know, Obama, the best sense of humor. Oh, my the God, best. yes. Yes. And this asshole can't even go. First of all, he did SNL and wasn't funny because he can't laugh at himself, you know? I know. Well, and, the correspondence dinner yeah. uh, before he was president, I don't right. remember who it was. Yeah, it was Seth Meyers. Yes, uh... You know, oh God, he's just a moron. He, I know. Uh, has there ever been a president that has been called a moron by people who are in his yeah, party? Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. He has no sense of humor. I um, love the CEO of, of of Harley Davidson calling him a moron. I know, yes. fucking asshole. Does anyone have any questions for the Lorraine? New yes. 
Are you a part of the National Lampoon Radio? I, I was not a part of it, but I did one album called That's Not Funny, That's Sick. And I just sat in and did a couple of voices on it. But no, I, I, I would love to have been, but I'm, I'm not. Yes? What voices do you do in the animation? Um, well, I have to look in my IMDb page, but... Uh, <laughs> What voices? Currently, I, I'm in. I do I do I a lot of Pixar down. and Illumination, uh, DreamWorks. Uh, the series that I have on right now are uh, on Boomerang for Warner Brothers, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. I'm the Wicked Watch, <laughs> and um, Netflix, uh, The Crudes, uh, Puss in Boots, pa- Captain Underpants, The Hardy Girls, Below Three Below, which is a an offshoot of Troll Hunter, which I'm also in, uh, and that's a Guillermo del Toro show. Mm. Um, a Talking Tom, Sophia the First, Vampirina. That's wow. I think what I'm doing now. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. You know what's so great? You can fucking roll out of bed and go to a voiceover. You know what I mean? That's the way I like it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Who were some of your favorite musical guests to um, meet and hang out with at the show? Oh, I love that. The musical guests. That's, yeah. Uh, the Stones were really interesting wow. as hosts. And at one point, I had asked Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, one of the first records I bought was not Fade Away. I was too young to know who Billy, uh, Ho- Buddy Holly was. Yeah. So I thought that was their song. But there's a guitar break in that song that absolutely set me on fire. And so, you know, I said to Keith and, and Mick, I said, you know, this is probably a stupid question, but, and they went, don't say that. Nothing's a stupid, don't put yourself down like that. And they were sincere. Wow. Which was so sweet. And um, David Bowie. Oh, I my God. I love David Bowie. Yeah. Uh, Ry Cooter. Mm. Devo. Oh, I love Devo. Elvis Costello. Oh, I love Elvis Costello. Um, I'm sure there's oh, hundreds that I won't won't have thought of, but what's the you know the part there? You hear about the party after the show. Well, the party, you know, I think a lot of us stopped going. After, really? After, yeah, because it was. And there's a New Yorker, a New York Times magazine about the party, mm-hmm. and uh, lots of quotes for me. <laughs> um, but one of the things was that the the party was just as stressful in the context of jockeying for position. And after you spent the night, spent the evening slaying the live television dragon, Mm -hmm. you don't want to keep doing it afterwards. Right. It's like continuing working. Did anyone refuse to go to the party? Well, I mean, it's optional. It's not like, I refuse. No, I mean, did anyone say, I'm not fucking going to the party? Nobody actively said that, but just people weren't there after a while. Yeah, I can't stand that part of the business. It's like after you're done, you want you want them to remember you slaying. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then I don't want to because I don't know. Well, also, I mean, you know, a lot of these people at the party are strangers, right? I mean, it's very thrilling to meet them, right? But they are strangers, right? It's and not and that you're thrilling. talking over noise, and right. it's just it's not the way to connect. How did you stop your drug problem? Um, I had a really bad audition. I'm I'm bad at auditions anyway, but. Um, and I knew, I'm, I was always very uh, self-aware when it came to... I was never one of those people that said, I can handle it, I can quit right. whatever I want. Right. I knew 
from the very beginning that I was an addict. Right. Um, and um, my agent called me after the audition and said, how'd it go? And I said, I was terrible. He said, good, I wanted to make sure that you knew that. Wow. And he said, I got to tell you, honey, you know, people don't know what's going on with you. But, uh, and I, at, at that point, I realized that the last door to any kind of participation in the world was about to shut. Right. So I checked myself into Brotman Memorial Hospital Chemical Dependency Unit, mm -hmm. April 28th, 1987, and uh, been clean since. Yes! I love that. That's awesome. Uh, I always ask two questions to my guests. Um, the first one is... Because yes, so I'm we're, Jewish. I am Jewish. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm very, uh, I suffer from anxiety, depression. You know, I had a very bad clinical depression. So we're very pro mental health. Yes. Uh, and I get a lot of letters like, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, mental health, people don't realize it's just like having like a physical problem, yes. you know? Yes. So we uh, always, no, I like that. Thank you for clapping. But it's true. It's like, come on. Yes, you know, if you're ever, is. if you suffer from any sort of anxiety, depression, it's like it, you realize it is not in under your control. Yeah, people are exactly. like, I was in a clinical depression. All my mother did. I mean, she loved me, but she would be like, every day she'd call me. Are you better? Oh, are you better? Oh, my God. Do you feel better? How are you today? You better? You better? Oh. You better? You better? You better? And I was like, oh my God, I can't. Okay. So we always ask our guests if they uh, have taken any sort of antidepressants. Or yes, anything. absolutely. Yes! Okay. They um, saved my life. Right, exactly. You know, um, I think people are that better? have depression. <laughs> I beg your pardon? <laughs> are you better? <laughs> yeah. I'm managing, yeah. honey. Yeah. But, you know, uh, for those of us that have, you know, chronic depression, mm -hmm. it's bottomless. And antidepressants gives it a floor. Right. It doesn't eliminate it. Right. It just gives it a floor so that it has a reasonable depth, but it's not endless and bottomless to where nothing, the world just isn't worth being a part right. of. But it's interesting when you go through that and you think, you know, like these horrible, you know, Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade, you know, yeah. and you can say, I mean, horrible. Yes. I would never do it. But I totally, you know, people are like, oh, you had everything in the world. But you know what it feels like to be like, wouldn't it, the world be better if I wasn't, you know? In yeah, it, and it, even I'm always surprised that people who have children kill themselves. Yes, because same. I know I would never do that to my kids. But I've never been in a place where I thought they would be better off right. without me. I know? think that's where they get to, you yeah. know. Um, and then... I always ask, you know, the name of my sh podcast is Kill Me Now because I get aggravated at, like, I get pissed off at, you know, <laughs> like, to, like an unnatural degree. You know, I, I find myself saying almost six times a day, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Over, you know, if I've missed the toothpaste right. on the, you know. Right. What pisses you off to the point of, you know, that you just are like, are, yeah. You There's know. two things. Okay, good. One wow. is the women that think that they can catch something from a toilet seat. Oh, I know. So they do that ski jump oh thing and God. end up pissing all, all over the over seat. All over the fucking seat and, and then the I fucking sit in it. I fucking hate that. 
what is that? And they don't clean it up. And, it's and like, they don't clean it's it up. It's all over you know, the floor. And there's a shield right there. Right. There's a fucking shield yeah, that you can pull out and put on. The second thing is that people don't realize that when the traffic light is out, it works like a stop sign. Right. Or in the left turn lane, people who are too timid to pull out into the intersection, right. I, I lose my mind. Yeah. It's so fucking annoying. That toilet seat thing, no one's ever yeah. said that. I can't fucking take it. Yeah. And I just... And racism. And racism is... Racism, I can't. That yeah. I can't even fucking deal with. Um, Lorraine, this has been one of the greatest <sighs> afternoons of my, my thank career. You. I can't... Oh, thank I, you. I'm not kidding. You are... Thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks. Thank you for making me laugh as as a young girl and thank you so much thank you for doing this pod I can't I can't thank I you can't enough. even I can't oh even. my god um and as I always say at the end of my podcast because this is what my mother said so long <laughs> and uh, everything was wonderful I'll see you soon thank you for the visit so long Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.